Hi, and welcome to the Dying to Ask podcast. You've probably heard the phrase, you are what you eat. But what if I told you you are where you live and how you live? I love HGTV and interior design and real estate shows, probably because I'm just a really snoopy person by nature. Most reporters are, by the way, just so you know. And I, I've always loved knowing how people live. You can learn a lot from people by finding out what do they like, what colors do they like, what, where do they arrange things in their house. Do they have a lot of books? Do they not have a lot of books? Well, sometimes it's kind of interesting is that you can think that you know something about someone and then you do go to their house and you're like, Wow, I had no idea you were into that. I mean, that's just always kind of fun, right? Haven't done a lot of that in the last couple of years. Well, my guest today says there's a reason why we like learning those things. And there's a reason why we feel a certain way in our homes and why your body functions a certain way because of the way you live. And she says you can actually change how you feel by changing your own interior design. Sheree Sagerstrom is an interior designer slash wellness expert who practices what's called holistic design. And the backstory on how she got interested into that and how she made the link personally is really interesting. It is the idea that your surroundings impact your health, but also more importantly, your outlook. So in my world, a lot of this changed when we started anchoring from home because all of a sudden our viewers were in my living room which I will be honest with you, was really weird at first because people were asking me about stuff that was behind me that they never would have even known existed. And in your world, you may have also had similar experience by doing Zoom calls because all of a sudden people are like, what's that picture? Oh, I like that couch. <laughs> we, got, we got this very intimate look inside people's homes who maybe we normally wouldn't have seen if it hadn't been for the pandemic. But it also puts you in kind of a vulnerable spot too, because we have spent more time in our homes in the last couple of years than probably ever before. So starting to come out of this pandemic, people may be willing or wanting to make some changes based on things they've learned about themselves. So on this Dying to Ask, Sheree will explain how wealth, health, wellness and joy merge in your surroundings in your home. We'll talk about how environment impacts your biology. Why she says we all need a quiet place in our home, regardless of the size, regardless of your budget, and how to give yourself a wellness makeover at home without having to spend a lot of money. And to me, that's key because we don't all have the ability to go out and hire somebody like Sheree to come in and do this for us. But there are some simple things based on things that she knows tend to work with most people that could have a lot of impact for you with just maybe a few dollars and a few hours over the weekend. Sheree Sagerstrom is my guest on this week's Dying to Ask. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick and I've been anchoring morning news for more than 20 years. I thought I had seen and covered it all. Then came coronavirus, a pandemic, anchoring in my living room, homeschooling my kids, and all the things that come with COVID, including a vaccine. It was supposed to get us all back on track of living our best Instagrammable lives. Best lives-ish. The reality is we're still untangling what life looks like in a world post-pandemic. A lot of people describe a sense of never-ending overwhelm and anxiety. Is that just what life is like now? Or are there ways we can get back to living in the now? And this season of the Dying Desk Podcast is asking how we can hit the restart and start living again. 
Sheree, welcome to the Dying Desk podcast. Hi, Deirdre. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, I, I read an email about what you do, and I was really intrigued about this connection between home design, interior design, and holistic wellness, and the idea of how we feel based on our environment. And it's interesting, there's actually a lot of science to this. Yes, there is. In fact, I was just talking to uh, Mike Peterson, who is the founder of the Science and Design Summit. And he, he was telling me that it's actually um, in our DNA, there is actually a science to it. And uh, our, our design impacts our biology. Is that why we go into those phases in our life, whether it's, you know, you're about to have a baby and you start nesting or, you know, we were home for the pandemic and we started cleaning out the closets. Is that kind of what was going on there? Yes, that is definitely a connection. And also uh, our connection with nature too is huge. Uh, that's why we want to have more window space these days and, and, you know, skylights and, and bringing nature in our homes. It's very yeah. healing. Makes a lot of sense. Where did your um, original interest in linking interior design and holistic wellness coaching, how did that come to be? Because your background was you were an interior designer, right? Correct. I started uh, my own company in 1999, but I think I, 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 and I've always been a health conscious person, but to connect the two, design and exercise, design and wellness, uh, I think when I made that connection was when my uh, late husband died in 2007 and my home and my garden became this incredible healing element for me and a place where, you know, I, I just took really good care of myself. That was how I got through the grief process. That's interesting. Had you, I mean, obviously you had been in and out of people's homes for years before that. Had you ever made that connection before or felt it? I don't think so, at least not cognitively, probably subconsciously, but, um, and then, you know, I started studying it and lo and behold, wellness design is a thing. So I branched off and included wellness design in my repertoire. So what exactly is wellness design? How is it defined? Wellness design is defined as focusing on healthier, non-toxic uh, building materials, soothing color palettes, um, antibacterial surfaces, um, also safety, uh, you know, if you get really down into the nitty gritty safety and air quality, mm -hmm. sound control, lighting. Is there, okay, so that makes sense. That's the, that's the real tangible stuff, the hands-on stuff. There is, is there, yeah, yeah. Is, is there so, more of like a, is there a psychological, I mean, there must be like a psychological part of it. I mean, I think to every interior designer, there, there must be a lot of psychology in what you do. But what's, what's the, the mental part of that? In fact, um, in design school, we took a class called the psychology of color. Uh, so there is a, a psychology to it. I, um, you know, to keep it simple, um, and, and fun, I would say that I like to use large scale pieces. They give me a sense of stability and longevity. I, you know, like, like when you go outside and, and you're, there's lots of big trees, you see a mature landscape. That doesn't that kind of give you a feeling of stability like that place has been there a while? Exactly. Well, you can, or you see like one giant tree in a grove of smaller trees and you're like, that's the one. That's the well, one that anchors this whole thing. Yeah, and that could be too. Yeah. So the bigger pieces of furniture, like you said, act as an anchor. And then, um, you know, having soothing colors in the home is very good for uh, stress management. 
warm colors like reds, oranges, yellows. I've never been personally attracted to those. I've done some design work with them, but when you're thinking of wellness, you tend to think of blues, greens, and neutrals. Because they, they will generate that feeling or They're more likely soothing. to. They're cooling yeah. and soothing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Is that why so many model homes have a similar palette to them when yes. you go in? Okay. Yes. And also because <laughs> they want it to be neutral so that you can impose yourself and see yourself in that space. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, when the pandemic started, I feel like I watched way more HGTV than I ever had before. <laughs> and I, and I love design. I mean, I subscribe yeah. to a couple of magazines and I, I love, I love finding out how people live. I always Me have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so much fun. Um, but I feel like, you know, once, once a lot of us, most of us, all of us were stuck in our homes, you know, we, so many of us started looking around going, Hmm, boy, I hate that. Yeah. Huh, that doesn't really work. And so a lot of people just kind of intuitively started moving things around or changing things up to make things work better for us. Coming out of the pandemic, I would imagine that'll probably continue, even though hopefully we won't be home as much. So right. what are the, the biggest things you could tell us about um, things we can do for ourselves at our homes that are probably going to give us a better feeling overall? Are you talking about things for your health or things for your home or both? All of it. <laughs> okay. Let's start. Let's since, since, your spe- <laughs> since your specialty is wellness. You're, you're and I know I, <laughs> on my sweet spot here. So, I okay. know, I know. So, um, let's let's talk about the wellness part of it. Because I'm, I'm all about right now, you know, how can you make things feel more positive? How can you find yourself getting more motivated to get up and get going and doing something? So why don't we talk a little bit about like, like, let's start in the kitchen. I mean, like, because the kitchen is where you spend the bulk of your time. It's where you're going to be prepping your meals. What are some things we can set up or do in our kitchen if we're not doing a whole home remodel that are going to set us up for success so that we feel good but we also make good choices have a place for a juice bar have there's a great juicer um if any if you want i can tell you the brand but there's a great juicer that's very quick and easy to do you want to juice for yourself every morning you don't need breakfast you need a green juice romaine kale uh, cucumber apple lime those are the five key ingredients. But and have it set up and ready to go in its own it little set, space. Have it set up on your counter and ready to go. Know where everything is. Have it have the, the glasses that you need and the utensils that you need close by. And then it, the refrigerator is really important. That is, you've, you've got to have lots of fresh food in there. I People say, oh, yes, we eat a lot of fresh food when I go into their house. But you know, if you look in their refrigerator, you find out they're really eating out of the pantry and not out mm-hmm. of the, the produce bin. So uh, that is one thing, having a big raw salad at lunch and having a place where you prepare it easily. Uh, that's another thing, having a good set of knives, having a great chopping board, things that you take um, joy in using. Yeah. And maybe those are some of those, those items within the kitchen that are worth spending a little bit of money on because you are going to use them a little bit more. Right. Well, there's a juicer on the market that's super easy for under a hundred and under a hundred dollars. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not out of range for people. I've bought yeah. a lot of people, those juicers as gifts. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that also maybe the advantage of decorating with things like fruit? 
you know, like a lot of people have like a bowl, the bowl of lemons, the bowl of oranges, um, beyond yeah. the aesthetics of it's just kind of pretty and nice and bright. Deirdre. I'd never, oh, thanks. I never put that into words, but yes, it's wonderful to have red bell peppers on your counter and lemons. Yeah, absolutely. And fresh greenery in the house and fresh flowers. When, when you started becoming intrigued by all of this, did you go and get certified or educated then in the holistic and the wellness and the life coaching part of it? Is that no, how you I have. I have not yet. I work with people that have though. Okay. Are, uh, I have people on my team that do that. Very interesting. Okay. So let's kind of keep moving throughout the house. You've talked about having like these designated areas to be doing designated things that will hopefully zones make you feel kitchen. better. Yeah. The zones really, you're talking about zones all over the house. And one of them that yeah. a lot of us had to get used to doing is working out at home. The challenge right. for a lot of people is maybe they live in a smaller environment. So how do you get around that? If you're trying to designate a workout zone in your house? Well, you know, you can carve out a place uh, to work out anywhere. Um, I have used an end of a large formal living room. I've used a balcony in my home where there's a stairwell and a beautiful view. And I've used a little tiny TV room for working out. Um, you don't have to have a designated room for exercise. You can, uh, you know, the other thing I like to say, if you have a crafts room or a spare bedroom and it's not being used all the time for those purposes, mm -hmm shoot, make it into an exercise room. Yeah. I've heard people talk about that with the idea that, you know, especially in the last two years, how many guests have you had? Do you really need the big queen bed in there? Right. Yeah. How many guests do we have staying in our home right now? Like none. It was considered immoral yeah. <laughs> for a I while when we were supposed to distance. <laughs> Interesting. So when we designate these areas, whether it's for working out or for prepping healthy foods or for maybe getting organized, what tends to happen to us um, on a just health side, on an emotional side? Well, it, it, um, if, if you're doing the work, you know, at least five out of seven days, if you're, if you're getting out and getting a walk, if you're eating right, um, eating right is defined as lots of lots of lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, um, at least from morning until dinner. Um, what happens is, is your energy goes up. You don't have the mid-afternoon slumps. You feel better about keeping your space clean and organized. You become more efficient. Your stress levels go down. I know it sounds like a lot, but if you can get into a routine, like I said, Monday through Friday, get up early. You know, I start at six so that I can have a couple of hours of downtime. And I call that flex time. I either mm -hmm. read or write or um, study. Um, then what's going to happen is, is you're going to feel better, generally speaking, and your home will have a big role in that. That's really interesting. What are the, um, what's the biggest bang for the buck around the house? Do you, in your opinion, in terms of, of improving the wellness quotient while also changing up the space you live in? I would say the biggest buck bang for your buck is, um, okay. Going into your favorite, I'm not mentioning any names, <laughs> going into <laughs> your favorite discount store, buying a ton of really good quality pillows and some faux plants and accessorizing that's the best huh. bang for your buck what's the and trick pros, to, too. what's the trick to accessorizing um well starting with a good i would say i would say the trick would be to start with the pillows and baskets 
And um, I don't like to say use a lot of color. I think it's a lazy man's design tool. And plus we're talking about wellness here. So soft colors are best. I think, I think that if you, have a, if you have a sofa that is kind of out of shape, I love to take a throw, like a cream colored throw and toss it over the sofa and then plump it up with pillows. To me, that's the best bang for your buck. Interesting. Um, so many people over the last few years have talked about dealing with anxiety. I mean, I, I don't know anyone yes. who doesn't feel anxious about something. Right. <laughs> and, and if you haven't felt some anxiety over something in the last couple of years, I'd love to know what your secret has been. Um, what have you noticed in terms of change, making cha simple changes at home has been the impact on people's anxiety? Uh, I would say that if to lessen anxiety, you really need a space around reflection and reconnection. And by reflection, I mean a space to read and listen to music and spend time with yourself and your loved ones, not around a big screen TV. Okay, that's really interesting. Can we talk a little bit more about that? I mean, really, you're talking yeah. about a quiet place, which is something as parents, yes. we give our we give our little kids a quiet place. And it is always away from something distracting. But yeah. we don't do that as adults. Yeah, especially uh, we busier people, we tend to not do that. But it is really important, you know, to, to get the stress levels down. And also to make space for your for you to want to work out. You know, if you've got space in the day, and you're relaxed, you're going to want to take better care of yourself. Mm -hmm. what, um, walk. what are the best colors? I mean, the paint is always the cheapest, easiest way to change yeah. up where you live. What would you say are like some colors that tend to really work for most people? I, there's a, a color that I love and it's, it's basically a soft white uh, or you would call it like biscuit or a soft oyster. I'm sorry, I'm throwing all these design terms out. I know, I love it though. <laughs> Anybody who's watched HGTV for like 10 minutes knows exactly what you're talking about. Go for it. So, you know, a lot of our homes nowadays don't have delineated doorways, right? We don't have wood frame doorways. So many homes just have the textured doorway. And so I like to tell my clients, use neutral colors. Don't try to add color on your walls. Go with a nice bright, uh, bright, fresh color on the walls and add color in pillows and fabrics and accessories. Mm -hmm. And that way you can change it up when you get bored, right? Right. Yeah. Um, what about in terms of one um, like greenery, you had mentioned um, plants. Um, you know, I, I my, my indulgence during the pandemic was flowers. I decided um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I want to have flowers. And so I started like buying, I mean, not expensive flowers, yeah. but each week I started, if I wasn't growing it, I would buy something. And I bought like some, some of those small orchids, like just at the grocery stores. I just need, I have one behind me actually. I just oh. wanted to see something that was living and thriving <laughs> during right. a time when a lot of us felt like we weren't. Yeah. What is it about flowers that also seems to evoke that sense of kind of like, like an indulgence? Well, we are set up genetically to um, love nature. And that's one of the reasons why when you get outside for a walk or go hiking, spend time outside, it, um, you really get that elevated mood. It's similar to when you're at the ocean. I always like to say our home has the power of the ocean in that it has the ability to energize and relax us. Hmm. And plants in the home, um, 
I, I just feel like if you don't have a lot of plants in the home, it, it tends to look unfinished and a little bit austere, a little bit sterile. What is a trend, trend these days that you don't particularly care for because you don't think it, it works well with your wellness? Well, um, <laughs> I'll catch a lot of flack for this, Deirdre, but I would say the whole gray thing and so much black, it, it really tends to be oppressive. And interesting um, and because, because gray was gray was super popular. It, yeah. And it time. is a soothing color. It is very soothing. I have gray in my home and I love it. But um, if you're not careful with it, it can be depressing. So you have to have the warmth of woods and the nice bright white along with the gray to make it feel, you know, refreshing and good. Yeah. We've all had um, stages in our lives where we, we, you know, we're living maybe on a really tight budget or in a really small space or lots of kids running around, which always makes it, you know, kind of challenging. What would be your message to people who are like, ah, there's really no point in changing things up because this is, this is what it is. Oh gosh. Um, I, you know, this is kind of giving a plug for designers everywhere, but I would say you know, for $500, have a designer come in for a couple of hours and, and have he or she tell you, what could I really do that's going to make the biggest impact right now? For me, it is, I love fabrics. That's fabrics and plants and baskets. Those are, and books. And I have a ton of them and I just love them. They make me feel good. Um, but, you know, it can be different for other people. You and I may not have the same aesthetic sense. Yeah. And, you know, maybe somebody has a, a friend who everybody's got a friend who just, you know, seems to have it. a knack yeah. for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. Uh, somebody that's, you can see, you know, that you can tell by the way they dress, if they're kind of, you know, snappy, they've got it going on. That's, that's a good indication that they've got that visual talent. Yeah. Um, we've learned a lot about how people live in the last two years because of zoom. Um, I know for the first time in my career, I was anchoring the news in my living room and I dealt with as many questions about the plant. What kind of plant is that behind you? It was a fiddle leaf fig. Um, right. how many, you know, what kind of plant is that behind you as I was, you know, can you tell me like what's going on with coronavirus? Um, and people have had that with, you know, people who have um, office jobs who've been doing zoom meetings and stuff. On the one hand, it's great. Cause we've learned a lot about each other. On the other hand, it's not great because we've learned a lot about each other. Right. What would you say, um, you know, just about just kind of the vulnerability sometimes of opening up your home to people? Clients are always so vulnerable. That has not been the pandemic's fault. That's been, it's been that way for as long as I've been doing design. They Half the time they say, I wasn't going to call you because I'm so embarrassed of my home. It's like cleaning your house before the housekeeper comes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, I'm vulnerable about my home too, you know, in the, in my old house, my 1920s house, I was embarrassed about the floors because some of the rooms weren't just so, but, uh, you know, we're not perfect and neither are our homes. And really at the end of the day, it's a place where we want to relax and not be stressed. And that's really the purpose of the home, isn't it? That's, that's yeah. the feeling that it should be giving you. And it should be giving you a sense of, of rebirth and, and joy and motivation every day. It's a place where we go to uh, reflect and rejuvenate. It, and we need that every day. We need that downtime every day. And our home is a great place to do that. Or especially, now. especially now. Especially now. Especially <laughs> now. Do you, um, are you constantly moving things around in your house? 
No, I never move anything around. Once I get it the way I want it, it stays that way forever. <laughs> that is so interesting to me. I know. I'm a geek. <laughs> <laughs> Design geek though. Super fun. Yeah. And then um, just one last question. I'm curious yeah. to know. I mean, I mentioned that I, I am a huge fan of, of like HGTV and design shows. Which ones do designers like? Like what, which ones do you love watching? Um, let's see. I have to think about that. You know, designers are actually kind of um, funny about HGTV because a lot of uh, we older designers <laughs> feel like they set unreal expectations, but um, I love- That's why watch we watch it, Sheree. <laughs> it's all unreal. I loved watching, um, oh, the, the people out of Utah. What is their names? Oh, um, is, it the home, is it the home edit? Is that their name? No. Oh, wait, she has a it? line at Target. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she's got a line everywhere. Yes. The cute she's couple. She's so talented. She is very, yeah, she oh, is. Such a sweet Why heart. am I blanking on her name? Hold on. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Because we gonna... keep wanting to go Chip and Joanna Gaines. I know. I know. Okay. Hold on. The McGee's. Yes. Yes. Shay and Sid McGee. Yeah, their stuff is, yeah, their stuff is excellent. They, and they do like, a, to me, they do a very approachable kind of show too. And it, it yes. And you could move right into her home and personalize it. You know, your yeah. anything would go well in her style. You could move into that house and nobody would even notice you were there too. It's enormous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, their house. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's beautiful. Mine it's beautiful. So leave us with just a couple of final thoughts on how to find, how to feel more at home at home and how to really give your wellness a boost here in this year. Well, I would say, you know, it's, it's still early in the year. Get yourself a journal and write down, this is, this is my little framework, write down the three to five things that you love in each room and the three to five things you don't love in each room and go through and address those one by one. And then uh, once you've got that figured out before you buy anything, just start on decorating. And I like to stand in the doorway at the entrance of the room and I'll just keep going back and forth, back and forth, you know, rearranging the furniture, rearranging the accessories. And then once you get everything to where you know it's absolutely right, I'm talking about the furniture mainly, then you can go out and you can buy your accessories, your lamps, your, your rugs, your, your vases, you know, things like that. And so how will you know that it's right? Because something just double clicks. I, you just know, you're just like, oh, I mean, if you can look at a picture and say, I love that, you can do that in your home. You can figure out how to do it in your home in some way or another. I love it. What's a good way for people to keep in touch with you? I know you have a wonderful blog. It's super fun to read. Oh, well, SheraeSagerstrom.com. And at the very top of the website, I don't know if you have a teleprompter that'll show the, the spelling. It's impossible. But at the top of the website, there's a little... Um, bar that is a free download and it'll give people lots of great free tips. Great. Sheree, thank you. Thank you, Deidre. I love that idea that everything in Sheree's world or in her home has meaning and it has beauty. And I also love that she pointed out that she lives in a small home because it's easy to have that blank palette that she talked about if you have room after room after room. And she doesn't. She lives in a small place, but everything has meaning to her. Might not have meaning to you, 
but to her it does. And that's what gives her that sense of wellness. Her website is wonderful. She does a lot of before and afters if you want to check that out. And she has a really um, wonderful blog on there that talks about a whole variety of topics. And there's a lot of health stuff on there as well um, and about how she incorporates some of those ideas of those designated spaces, like the designated space in the kitchen to be healthy, to make the juice, to make the salad, to make whatever it is, um, to create that routine that gives you that overall sense of wellness. You can check that out on her website. And again, it is sheraysegerstrom.com and it'll be in the show notes for the show as well. So thank you, Sheree. Appreciate that. I also appreciate all the recent ratings and reviews that have come in lately, including one that came in from someone called Stockton Rocket. Love that. Who said, I realized that I overload on topics of interest. Man, I do that too. Listening to your podcast, I got out of my comfort zone and I have enjoyed your variety of topics and guests. The marathoner turned aerial skier. Two thumbs up. Yeah, that was a little random, but um, I enjoyed her as well. That's the Winter Vanecki episode from during the Winter Olympics. If you'd like to go check that out. Thanks for listening this week. If you have a moment and you can leave us a rating or review right in the podcast app where you're listening right now, that would be awesome. It could be as simple as just hitting the five stars or maybe if you have something a little bit more personal that you'd like to share would love that too and it does help us grow the show that is how podcasts grow and become bigger thanks for listening and we'll see you next week on dying to ask